What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. My name's John, and this is r slash Tales from Tech Support. So I had a cat sitting up here when I was getting ready to record, and uh, he decided he didn't want to be on camera right now, I guess. He'll be back. Uh, we'll leave the camera this way and leave the space open right here, so if he wants to come lay down, he could do that. So anyway, let's do some tech support stories. Do not feel proud of yourself. A short call I had a while back, but still one that makes me cringe. Thank you for calling the IT help desk. This is my name. How may I assist you today? My computer's frozen. How do I fix it? I should be able to assist with this. Have you restarted the computer? No, and I can't click on anything. How am I supposed to do that? Okay, ma'am. If you hold the power button for about eight seconds, it should force it to shut down. Can't you just sign into my computer and do it for me? Well, I can try, but if you're not able to click on anything, ma'am, then I won't be able to receive permission. The customer makes a huffing noise and hard resets the computer. Okay, it's working now. I'm able to sign back in. That's great. Is there any signs of it freezing? Customer, my problem's fixed. You didn't do anything. Don't feel proud of yourself. And then she hangs up. Don't you just love that? You didn't do anything. The problem's fixed. But they were dead in the water when they called you. And either unable or unwilling to follow directions. It's just amazing. If you didn't do every single step for them, hold their hand through it all. Actually, hold their hand while you do it all and tell them everything's gonna be okay, uh, and give them 100% effort while they do absolutely nothing, then uh, yeah, you just shouldn't feel proud of yourself at all. But at least the carpet's clean. My very first serious job, nearly two decades ago, was doing customer training and tech support for a company managing a national golf handicap system. This meant supporting golf club staff telephonically and on site who, let's just say, weren't the most tech-savvy themselves. A lot of my days were spent running through the standard, is the green light on the server box on? And is the phone line plugged in? Great, now connect to us. Can you hear the dial tone? To answer the obvious, yes, this was in the eons before wireless, where they connected to the network via a hard phone line, which was sometimes an all-in-one phone line, fax line, server line, that they unplugged from one piece of equipment to the next. Bear with me, please, while I set the scene for this extraordinary tale. We had this one club, not remote enough that it meant you were out of touch with civility, but far enough outside a major support center that it meant the site visits entailed a plane trip, a few hours by rental car, and a guaranteed stayover before returning. Needless to say, it was a fairly prestigious setup with an estate and some high-profile members attached, what you might call a profile client, and so the staff were not afraid to stamp their feet when things went wrong. Now, on and off, the company has been having continuous issues with this site. The server never seems to connect on schedule, the handicaps are always out of sync or take a few days to fetch or send, and the terminal's often on the blink. The staff are telling the members, visitors, and club board that the stupid system doesn't work and some high-level conversations about kicking the whole thing out are in play. It's typically outside of my rotation area, but the bosses throw bodies at the problem, and so I'm assigned to assist. Eventually, after a few months of baffling back and forth, the company decides to hell with spending any more money troubleshooting. They're sending brand new terminals, and we're redoing the install. After about six hours travel time, I arrive on site in 95 degree Fahrenheit, 35 Celsius weather, which feels like 115 Fahrenheit, or 40 plus Celsius, due to the 98% humidity and I head straight to the pro shop to check that all the new equipment has arrived. It's sitting neatly stacked and ready to unbox, so I immediately get to work unpacking the tower, screens, dumb terminals, network cables, etc. I spend the next few hours, well into the evening, on the phone with our techs at head office whilst we set up the handicap terminal to various pro shop point of sale terminals. 
routing everything, replacing all the network cables and testing dial-ups to and from the server and network. Everything's perfect, all works as expected, and we all collectively breathe a massive sigh of relief. I pop into the bar or restaurant where the manager has been firmly planted since 5.01pm and confirm all is a go for tomorrow morning's first check-ins, and then head to the on-site cottage provided as accommodation. I'm bushed, but needless to say, I'm pretty darn chuffed with myself. The next morning I walk into the pro shop, still smug from my success the night before, and I'm greeted with surly comments, ranting and grumbles about this stupid system that's always on the blink even right after they've replaced it. I do a double take. The tower for the handicap terminal is off, or more accurately, has no power. The screen's on, but nobody's home. So I do what every person who's ever spent time on the first line support does. I open the cupboard under the terminal and check all the wall sockets and power cables. And what do you know, the screen's plugged in, but the tower's not. There on the felted interior of the well-polished computer cabinet lies the unplugged cable. So, trained as I am in the fine art of customer diplomacy, I put on the sweetest smile I can muster and turn to ask the lippy and rather arrogant pro shop manager, who unplugged the handicap terminal this morning? To which he curtly replies, Nobody's touched it since we opened at 6am. I call the manager in who confirms all was working last night when I left, and now we have a proper mystery on our hands. After an arduous period of denials and finger pointing, and threats to check the cameras on the estate, they eventually call in the only other person to set foot in the pro shop before the golfers did, the lady who cleans before opening. And lo and behold, the mystery's solved. You see, this dear sweet lady had been fastidiously vacuuming the pro shop every morning since the estate had opened, and even though she had been told not to use the plug the terminal was connected to, her English was not impeccable and the importance didn't really hit home. Plus, sometimes she found it easier to use that one plug rather than move her vacuums plug multiple times around the room, and the sweet ducky was getting on in years, so she sometimes forgot to plug the computer back in after she had finished for the morning. The next day or so, she'd obviously realized her mistake and just plug it back in, not telling anyone because, well, how important could it be, right? And every time we tried to troubleshoot telephonically with the client asking them if they were sure everything was plugged in, well, it seems it was either a case of, well, it wasn't working yesterday, I don't know why, or of course it's plugged in, nobody even opens that cupboard, without them actually having checked. But hey, at least we know the carpet's clean. Same thing, you shouldn't at all feel proud of yourself. You know, you should have had this fixed over the phone months ago, even though they didn't do anything to help, uh, didn't even try to look and see if everything was plugged in, and really, it should have been in a locked cabinet, let's be quite honest. As well-meaning as this lady was, and, and English skills aside, some people that don't deal with that equipment on a daily basis don't realize the importance of it. And I'm sure most of those people don't understand the importance of her equipment for her job. It, it goes both ways, but yeah, don't feel proud of yourself, man. You didn't do anything. Picking on a poor cleaning lady. Mm. Windows fixes from a non-Windows tech. I'm going to preface this with saying that I do not have a tech support background. I have never passed a programming class and I went to school for art. But I'm currently working as tech support for a program in a niche field. I also don't understand how Windows works. <laughs> Who does? I get sent a ticket because despite not knowing how Windows works, I'm good at doing support for niche program. Where something that should be working is just not working. Basically there's a speech recognition function where it receives the audio, sends it out via the internet to be turned into text, and sends it back into the program but the cursor is stagnant and isn't showing that it's hearing the audio. I remote into the computer and check the antivirus, no dice. I check for Bluetooth pan, disabled, which is good. Her license is fine and she has clearance for the feature. I do however see an error saying, see users, user cannot be found, and out of sheer, I don't know what else to do, I check her users folder. There is not a user named user, there is however a user named user underscore name, 
and niche program hates underscores. Now is when I panic. I'm frantically Googling how to change Windows username, how to WinR when WinR isn't working, how to change Windows user folder name. Google says, don't do that. And I concede because there isn't a rename option on the Windows user folder anyway. She has to leave because the job is starting. So I put a pin in it until later. I decompress with putting out other mini fires and hours later she emails me. I am once again on an anxiety induced mania with a new plan of action. We make a new Windows user using her phone number. Swap admin privileges to it instead and cut and paste her files over to the new user. I'm panicking through each step, sure that I'm going to break the program, Windows, and her computer. Instead, the program opens normally and the speech recognition feature is showing words. Chaos resumes. I'm making excited caveman noises. She's thanking me repeatedly. We're both riding on the high of successfully succeeding in an affront against the Microsoft gods. And I'm able to update and close out the ticket. I should probably also take a Windows class. So, I mean, I, I know little bits and pieces about Windows here and there. I mean, I took classes way back in the day. A lot of them don't really apply these days because, you know, Windows has changed so much through the years. And I've forgotten a lot through the years because I don't really do tech support. So only for myself and my wife. And a lot of times, you know, I've either got to muddle through it and try to critically think, okay, why did this happen? Where do I go? So between me critically thinking, which ends up not well most times, and then Google search, I usually get good results. Not sure about the whole username thing, but you worked it out so that it works now. As long as nobody uses that other username, then you're good to go with your speech recognition, I guess. By the way, I know how you guys love side stories. This isn't really a story. It's sort of an idea that I had. There's an AI program out. There's a demo download, and I've downloaded it, but I haven't played with it yet. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of 3D AI games like GTA, uh, things like that, Grand Theft Auto, the series. You see people walking around on the street, the the NPCs, the non-playable characters. Sorry, Duh. anyway, non-playable characters. So their NPCs are just like the background, the extras in a movie set, if you will. And uh, with this new programming, you can go in and actually interact with people and carry on full conversations. So I think what I'm going to do is a short video for this channel, the tech channel one day, and just go in and start carrying on conversations with randoms on the street. It's set in New York City, uh, and it's basically they're putting it out for people to test out just the interactions. There's no real gameplay to this. And uh, then they'll then they'll release it as a plug-in for game developers and things like that to add in to their games. So it ought to be interesting to see what these AI NPCs have to say, how they interact. Uh, if you're interested, let me know down below. All right. Are you well done or busted? Quite a while back, I was part of a PC refresh for an office of government departments of about 100 computers. This was kind of a place where short of physical assault, it was pretty much impossible to get fired from. We had plenty of crazies working there. As I was swapping out PCs, I kept finding these small pieces of paper that either had written well done in green marker or busted in red marker. There were quite a few, most often under the PC itself. Curious, I asked the office manager what these were for. That? Yeah, don't worry about it, she said dismissively. That's just Jane being Jane. It's easier to just let it happen. <laughs> I was told what would happen is randomly Jane would stay back, then go around to each of the hundred or so computers and see if the person had shut down the computer fully or if they had left them on. If it was fully turned off, she would leave a well done. If they were left on, she would leave a busted. Of note, there was no policy to turn the computers off at night, and she wasn't asked, and I'm guessing not paid, to do this. 
The screens would turn off and PCs would enter standby mode after a period of time, so there wasn't any real energy savings advantage. Jane was just being crazy. And Jane was not a real name. There's always that one kid from school who was always the teacher's pet, the hall monitor, the one who always clapped out the erasers. Yeah, go ahead. Let's hear it. Yuck it up. Anyway, so <laughs> Jane is one of those people who just takes it upon herself to make sure things are done a certain way when it's not policy. She wasn't asked to do it, and it really didn't do any good anyway. So <laughs> I love it when the supervisor says, eh, it's just easier to let it happen. Yeah, you know. Mm. I'm not good with computers. Please help me. Hello all, it's been a while since I've last posted, mostly due to my role changing, but now I'm back in the trenches of IT support. The story I bring you today is one that happened over the course of multiple days ending yesterday. To introduce the cast, and user are a lovely person in need of help. She's not very good with computers. Me, your protagonist of this tale. So this kicks off Friday. At this point I'm knee deep in re-images to get new hire computers ready by Monday, and I have a fair number of them left. Being a time-sensitive project, I'm buckled down and focusing on this project until completion. During this time, I didn't notice that a ticket was assigned to me. That is, until I hear the notification sound of Microsoft Teams. I glance over at my monitor that houses Teams and I see a new chat. Help me, please! I look over the chat and then I check my ticket queue and lo and behold, I see a ticket that was created on her behalf. I look over the ticket and of course, to my surprise, there's no work done by Tier 1. I sigh to myself before turning my attention back to Teams. Hello, I assume this is in regard to insert ticket number here? End user. Yes, it is. Again, there's no real information on this ticket, so I ask the general questions. What seems to be the problem? I need help setting it up. I'm sorry, what do you need help setting up? The computer. After only a few moments of talking, I can already tell this user is going to be a fun one. Did you just receive the computer as a replacement, or are you a new hire? I needed to replace my old computer. I breathe a sigh of relief. This seemed to be a simple enough issue, so I explain what I believe to be the resolution. Okay, so you're first going to connect to the company network and then just sign in with your username and password. That should be all there is to it. I did that, but I can't set up multiple screens. I don't see that option and I don't see my web browsers. Yes, she used emojis in chat with me. Forgive me, Reddit. However, I read and reread the message over and over again and then thought maybe I could walk her through the issue remotely. Nope, can't have that. Okay, so for the monitors, you right-click your desktop and select display settings. As for the browsers, I'm not sure what you mean by that. Can you please explain it? Would you be able to come out to me? I explained to her that I wouldn't be able to come out today as I'm working on a project and that the other person on the help desk was also working this project with me. I did, however, offer to call on Teams and remote into her computer to resolve it all that way. Her response? It sucks explaining it on this thing. Of course, I can't help but thinking, if you can't explain it using your words and showing me on your screen remotely, then how do you expect me to help? But I breathe a bit and offer to reach out later when I'm available so we can set up a time for me to come out and work on her issue. She agrees, and that's that. Monday comes. The day starts, and I reach out explaining that I have to assist with the new hire computer setup first, but should be available after 10.30 a.m. I get no response, but she sees the message. So I reach back out when I'm available, saying that I'm now available. What does she say in response? Okay. Just okay. No providing me with times that work for her or her location, so I attempt to ask her for the information. So what time works for you? Also, can you tell me where in the office you're located? She once again sees the message and doesn't respond, so I leave it for future me to deal with. Tuesday. As I get into the office, I check Teams to see if she reached out. Still no response. So I reach back out, repeating my previous message. End user says, Hi, are you coming over here or... 
After reading this, I blink a few times before looking around wondering if I'm just being messed with. Once I realize that there are in fact no cameras, I respond on Teams. Hello, per my previous message, I wanted to know when you were available and where you're located so I can come out to you, but received no response. Then she says, I'm available now and I'm located in office number. Oh, thank you. I'll head over now. Please have the computer ready for me to work on. I lock my computer and make my way to her location. Once I find her office, she introduces herself and then points to the computer. First thing I notice is that it's not plugged in. I explain this to the user and she just shakes her head like she doesn't understand. So I explain that the computer needs to be plugged into the docking station for the monitors to display. And users, so not wireless? <laughs> no ma'am, we don't have wireless monitors here. You need to connect it. I notice that the dock is plugged into another laptop that's displaying to the monitors. Me, you need to plug it in like you had this laptop. I touch the other laptop for emphasis. She seems to have an oh, I get it moment. So I give her a moment to correct the issue. Once she does and it connects, I ask about the browser issue she was asking about on Teams. I don't know what you're talking about. At this point, dear reader, I can feel my brain starting to shut down. I take a moment for my brain to restart before opening Teams. I show her the message. I was referring to what you said in Teams, like right here. She just kind of shrugs like she doesn't understand what I'm saying. So I, have to, so I ask if there's anything else and she says no. Once I hear that no, I give her my script for these situations and then leave as fast as I can without it looking bad. As soon as I get back to my desk, I close her ticket and pray to the IT gods above that she doesn't have the thought to reach out to me directly with any issues she's having moving forward. <laughs> I don't understand people like that. I've seen people like that before where you'll have a full-on conversation and then you'll go back to reference something that was in that conversation, whether it was said by you or them, and they just kind of give you that blank stare like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Like, seriously? And then you go back and show them, this was in writing even, you go back and show them what they said and they still have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. I can't tell if there's a mental health issue going on here. If there's a slight language barrier and maybe someone was helping her, like typing on her behalf. Uh, I don't know. Or maybe she's just nuts. Maybe the supervisor in this office space has the same thought as the other one. It's easier just to let it happen. Got no time for fighting it. It screws up production. All right, guys. Thanks for sharing a little bit of your day with me today. Hope you all enjoyed. And until the next one, we'll see you.